cinephiles, and welcome to the fifth episode of Silver Screen Sips, a podcast where three idiots talk about amazing movies like The Phantom Menace <laughs> and roast each other for having the worst opinions on the fucking planet. I'm looking at you, Isaiah. Oof. Um, I am your co-host, Big Lou. Here are my friends, the wonderful and amazing... Oh, that's our cue. Hi, I'm Bethany. Oh. Hi, oh. I'm Isaiah. You fucking idiots. Um, yeah. We're talking about amazing movies today. We're on episode five of Star Wars, which is... I almost said The Force Awakens. Oh my god, shoot myself. Oh my god. Uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Sorry. It's early in the morning. We usually film at night, and we all just kind of woke up, so... Bear with us. We are not morning people. We are not morning. I haven't had any caffeine, so bear with us. We're gonna. Have, we have to mention before, of course, that there's gonna be spoilers ahead for movies and shows. So you keep listening, but just know you've been warned. Uh, just a couple quick things before we get started. We have um, just recently gone on Spotify. If you guys want to go listen to us over there, make sure to give us a review on there and a rating because that will help us to get some feedback from you guys to give you guys better uh, content. We're at Silver Screen Sips on Spotify and will soon be on iTunes. So stay tuned for that. Um, also, we're trying to get to 100 followers across YouTube, Instagram, and all of our other platforms as well so that Lewis can get his Star Wars tattoo. Yeah, brother. I think we're at, I, we've gone over 50. I don't know the exact number. I think we might be 51 or something, but we're over 50 already. So we're already made the halfway mark. So we can do this for sure. I I 100% believe in you guys. Uh, I think that's everything I wanted to say. Suspense. There's news at the end. Stay tuned. Ooh, okay. Suspense. <laughs> oh my god. Without further ado, we're going on to Big Lou's Big Brew. Today's Silver Screen Sip is brought to you by... Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great setup and I just lost it. I'm so sorry. Um, Caffeine hasn't hit it yet. We're just going to roll with it. Today's silver screen strip is our Planet Hoth Toddy. This one Ooh, actually has. I'm already. Nope. I'm already. I'm already all for this. I love, I love Hot Toddies. I love Hot Toddies. Okay, so this one's got this one's got a little bit of a twist, um, and this Ooh. one's going to have a nice long description. Oh yay! Uh, so I believe it's been created by a bartender named Juan Coronado. Thank you, Juan. Arguably the greatest sequel ever created, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back, opens with the now iconic opening text crawl. In it, it describes Luke Skywalker establishing a secret rebel base on the ice planet known as Hoth. Today. References to the snowy world are practically mainstream, as evidenced by this cocktail from bar veteran and spirits ambassador, Juan Coronado. This rum drink bears a close similarity to the Hemingway Daiquiri, a drink made with rum, lime, grapefruit juice, and maraschino liqueur. In the Planet Hoth, in the Planet Hoth Toddy, however, the simple syrup traditionally used in daiquiris is added back in, and while the maraschino liqueur sticks around, the grapefruit juice does not. Ooh. It also gets the addition of egg white, whose laces of white foam enhance the comparison to the Star Wars ice planet. In it, Coronado uses Bacardi Grand Reserva Maestro de Reón, de a high-quality but reasonably priced rum from Puerto Rico. Naturally, swapping it out for a darker, more aged rum will affect not only the flavor and sweetness of the drink, but also its color, making for a darker, less snowy-looking final product. Coronado does not specify which brand of maraschino liqueur to use in the drink. Chances are your mind goes to the wicked 
wicker covered bottles from Luxardo Maraschino liqueur. Easily the most popular and iconic line of maraschino liqueurs. I've literally never heard of them, so I don't understand why it's so popular. Uh, <laughs> but the famed Italian label has competition these days from both young and old distilleries. Marasca is the se- is like the second most popular, but other plan other brands including Leopold Brothers from Denver, Colorado, and Gabriel Boudier Maraschino liqueur from Dijon, France, are excellent alternatives as well. Despite it's so fancy. I know, right? Mm. It's just maraschino liqueur. It's not even like, geez. Um, despite its name, this drink is not a hot one. Ooh. Oh. Rather, it's an excuse for a pun on hot toddy. Uh, um, just got to do what you can do. Those who want to... <laughs> no, I'm sad. No, no, no. Hold on. Those who want to fully commit to the joke could make it into a hot drink, though, as rum, lime, simple syrup, and maraschino all work well in a toddy. So you can still make it a toddy. Okay, good. You just, yeah, you just don't... Um, shake it with ice and just skip shaking it with ice and instead add all the ingredients except for the egg whites into a heat proof vessel and top with around six ounces of boiling water. Keeping the egg whites in will result in the drinking the equivalent of rum scrambled eggs. Mm. If you make that, you are truly approaching the dark side of the force. I wasn't convinced on the original one, but when you said that I could make it into a hot toddy, I think that's the route I would go. Either way, this I think is going to be like a five out of five for me. That just sounds like a out of all the drinks you've mentioned, this sounds like the one I would enjoy the most. And that's why this episode is the most enjoyable. The Empire Strikes Back. It is the greatest. The film. best drink for the best film. I always find drinks that have egg whites to be strange. Um, I would try both versions of this. And I will also give it a five out of five, even though I am not even a rum drinker. This actually sounds really <laughs> It does sound really good. I also feel like, yeah, I'm also not a big uh, egg white. I don't know how I feel about that. So that's why I also, that's another factor into why I would do the hot toddy version. Isaiah? I don't know. I've never felt, I've never had a drink with egg whites in it. And I don't know how that would taste. Um as you can see, I'm not a very big drinker. I just like my vodka. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I'd give it a shot. Maybe like a 3.5 out of 5. See, as, uh, because I don't know how it tastes like. But I feel like I probably wouldn't like it. Um, and I'm not a rum drinker. I, I do like Bacardi. So maybe, you know, I'll give it a 4 out of 5 because I do like Bacardi. <laughs> can never forget the hurricane proof. <laughs> never that. Okay. So we all rate it pretty high, it seems. Yeah. That's pretty good. I'd give it a shot. <laughs> now, uh, I guess we'll um, move on to my question of the day. I have to be, if, if I have to be drunk to enjoy the Oscars, you guys didn't do a good job. <laughs> hey, yo. I was plastered. Yes, sir. I don't think we can ever reach that level again for him. Wait till next Saturday. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. For all of you don't know, I don't know when this podcast, when this episode comes out. I assume it's in two weeks. So it's, I think it's the week after your birthday. Yes. Yeah. The, the first, the episode four will be coming out 28th. And then the other one's going to come out on the 7th. So yeah, it'll be right after your birthday. So today is, today's episode. Today is the 7th technically that we're recording or that this episode airs okay well everyone wish uh well us we can wish a good happy birthday because we're before it and then everyone else in the comments can wish a happy belated birthday since it comes after (laughs) oh thanks hey 22 nothing new 
Your gift to her can be getting us 100 subscribers so we can watch Lou get his tattoo. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 That is all I want. <laughs> that is all I want for my birthday. And also spamming, you know, I'm feeling 22 by Taylor Swift. Oh, dear God. Please don't. <laughs> please do. Anyways. So my question is, <laughs> how do you guys choose which movie to watch? Is it by like the director or the genre or like who's starring in it? Like, what's your factors, I guess? Are we talking about new movies or like movies that are already out? Any movie, new or old. Just how do you choose like, ooh, I'm going to watch this movie. What What is it that is your your uh, reason? I have a mix of um, who's starring in it and the appeal of the trailer. Mm. Whatever like short version of the story they want to give, you know, like whatever kind of tries to pull you in. Because I'm not. I only know like the super mainstream directors like Spielberg. What's his fucking name? The guy from The Shining. He's talking about Stanley. He's talking about uh, Kubrick. Yeah. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick. Yes. Um, yeah. So like Stanley Kubrick, Steven Spielberg, uh, George Lucas. Uh, fuck. There was another one that I knew that was super popular. Um, and then of course the ones that we had helming the horrible, horrible um, trilogy that we don't recognize as a trilogy. We don't talk about it. Exactly. But um, yeah, so for me, it's not it's not so much directors or anything like that. It's more like whatever the trailer can put out and the people starring in it. I'll also sometimes go based off recommendations to people, so on and so forth. So Isaiah, what about you? Uh, so I watch movies based on the trailers. Usually that's a good way to get into them. So uh, every month, me and my parents, we go and watch all the trailers for like everything that's coming out that was released that month. Oh, my Um God. Yes. But, you know, we, we enjoy it. It's very fun. It's very fun. It's movie night, except, uh, you know. But trailers. But, trailers. <laughs> but they're like three-minute movies. Trailer night. It's trailer night. No, we got to know what's coming out. We got to know what we, what we want to see. We want to know. Uh, it's, it does take like three hours, to, depending on like how many movies are released. Like in 2020, there was, there was like, we can go through like 20 minutes. Who has three hours? Jeez. We do. Three-hour movie. <laughs> right. Okay. So you said trailers is usually your go your 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 reasoning. That's the main way. Okay. Yes, yeah, the main one because like, I mean, sometimes if there's a certain actor or a certain director, like I'll always watch anything that's by Christopher Nolan. Uh, his uh, I have an opinion about that, but um um, and then like if it's got like Steven Yeun or uh, Anya Taylor Joy, oh hell yeah, <laughs> I am down. <laughs> is that the Queen's Gambit chick? Oh hell yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. So I'm always down for that. But um, yeah, mostly it, it, it's some. So sometimes an actor, sometimes a director, a little bit more than an actor. And then uh, just something that it catches my eye or something like I know, like if I read the source material, I'll be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like um, the new movie Drive My Car, that's uh, nominated for the Oscar, uh, best foreign film and best picture uh, this year. Yeah. Also, anything that's like really crazy, like if it's by like David Lynch or anything like that, it's like, what the hell is happening? I'm I'm down. <laughs> so then that also kind of falls under like genre almost or style i guess yeah. of the movie yeah that's a fine line though because like sometimes the genre piece can be just stupid <laughs> yeah i think i also agree that the trailers mainly my go-to reasoning for watching a movie um i also think that specifically if anything is by a24 i will most likely watch it as well i haven't watched the newer ones like lamb and stuff but uh, I mean, I do, I do seem to enjoy A24, like Euphoria's even in A24 production. 
And I don't know. I just there's just something about A24 as a whole that I'm just like, yeah, I I enjoy them. They're they're hit or miss, that's for sure. But <clears throat> um Yeah, like barely lethal with Haley Steinfeld and Samuel Jackson. <laughs> don't get me started on Haley Steinfeld. Uh yeah, I think that trailers and I also think actors like who's acting in it. Also, I'm sorry if you can hear my dog in the back. She's going crazy outside. Um the actors like if there's like if elizabeth olsen is in something i'm watching it or jennifer lawrence i'm watching it or chris pratt i'm most likely watching it or john krasinski hell yeah jennifer lawrence yeah there's certain actors where i'm like yeah i'm definitely gonna watch that film simply because like the story eh, doesn't really seem that interesting but because these actors are in it i'll probably watch it because it might be good agreed John Krasinski is excellent. I love that man. Him and Emily Blunt together. So cute. Also, another example, Emily Blunt, if she's in something, I'll most likely watch it. Yes. I was, I was very surprised by, by like his role in A Quiet Place. You know, he directed that? Yeah. It's very good of him. Very proud of him. So now that we've answered Beth's question. Yeah. Give us your fat. The fact of the matter is the world's going to end. I didn't hear fat. <laughs> I, heard, I heard fat. And I was like, Isaiah doesn't have any fat. It's all in my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Let's get into some facts, all right? I got a lot about uh, Yoda, I believe. So it should be a fun time. Now, I want you to imagine this one. Yoda. Whoa. (laughs) Okay, we're not imagining Yoda. And two feet tall. (laughs) Actually, we'll get into that. Anyway. um, All right, so now imagine Yoda. Yes, I'm going to close. The Vampire Slayer. Okay, well, now you lost me. Yoda the Vampire Slayer, heard. Yoda the Vampire Slayer, all right? Is he, like, next to Buffy? Like, what's going on? No, he is Buffy. He is Buffy. He is Buffy. He is Buffy. Because uh, Yoda's original name was Buffy. (laughs) Yo, you're lying right now. No, I'm not. All right, so Yoda's original name was Buffy. Why? And then... I don't ask George Lucas. Anyway, uh, the screenwriter, uh, Leigh Brackett, she changed it to me. I'm Mink. texting him right now. <laughs> but Yoda's original name was Buffy. And then uh, screen, uh, George Lucas had hired a screenwriter to help him with the movie uh, called Lee. Uh, her name was Leigh Brackett. Lee Brackett. Leigh, I'm going to go with Leigh Brackett. Um, she then changed it to Mint Yoda. I don't like that. Yeah. And then um, eventually within uh, another draft, they just dropped Mint and just went with Yoda. And then um, unfortunately... Leigh Brackett ended up dying uh, after completing her final version of the script. And then, um, so she never got to see the finished product of the movie. But George Lucas kept Yoda uh, as the name. And he was like, that works. So, and now we have Yoda as the name. What, what you're telling me is, so the voice of Yoda is actually Sarah Michelle Geller from the Buffy the Vampire Slayer series. Got it. I freaking wish. <laughs> <laughs> also, I apologize if you can hear my piano now. What? Someone, someone's My going on is a playing the piano. Mm-hmm. Is he any good? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say no. He's trash. <laughs> he can play songs. He can play songs. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, it's just like it's just like her movie review. It's just a song. <laughs> it's yeah, it's no. a song. It's an instrument. Exactly. It's that, it had the same energy as it's a movie. <laughs> it was sound. <laughs> it made noise. <laughs> Isaiah, your next fact, please. Yes. <laughs> my, my next fact. All right. So um, scientists named a species of acorn worm from the Atlantic Ocean after Yoda, called it uh, Yoda purpura. Pur, 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 
Perparata, Perparata. I'm gonna go Yoda Perparata, <laughs> um, because of his, uh, because of the floppy ears of the creature, uh, and it looks like Yoda's floppy ears. So, uh, Aww. yeah, um, so yeah, it looks really cool if you look up a Yoda Perparata. It's a Yoda, and then a P U R P U R A T A. That is fucking sick. So yeah, um, it looks very weird. It's like a odd. It's a worm. Apparently, it looks more like a jellyfish to me, but it's a worm. I'm not it's, a scientist. I didn't. And even. It's an entero, <laughs> enteronist worm from the Atlantic Ocean. This is a great thing. So um, just a little back uh, information for this one. Um, the entirety of the movie, right? So George Lucas took a backseat and did a producing role and everything. So he then hired his uh, professor from back when he did a, when he was in, I think, CalArts. Uh, he hired his professor, uh, Kushner, 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 um, to do the movie. And Kushner said, OK, we're going to focus less on the spectacle and all the special effects and all that stuff and we're going to focus more on the characters which is probably why this one's uh, this movie's so good it's because i was they gonna did a, say is that why it did so well yeah is if he did a focus on the characters and stuff like that so mm. he made a lot of executive decisions to focus more on character development uh arcs and stuff like that so he was heavily involved and um he also i think agreed that um the writing wasn't that good <laughs> he uh so him and um harrison ford he kind of told him that he could ad lib a lot. Like he didn't really, he, he didn't, he allowed him to like just kind of do what he wanted to develop the character more. During the, yeah, so during that scene, during the famous I love you scene, Han Solo was supposed to say in the script, he was supposed to say I love you too. But he just said no. <laughs> and then uh, he just goes, I know. And he just ad libbed it. So that uh, I know was just uh, improvised actually. So that was fun because Krishna just said, do what you want. He just said, do what you want. I, the, the script sucks, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Uh, all right, so now this one you're gonna get a kick out of it. While filming the opening Hoth scene uh, in Nor, so they're filming the opening Hoth scenes in Norway, right? This is where the blizzard, the where he's walking, uh, Luke's walking around the blizzard and all that stuff. Yeah. So the blizzard was real. Like him walking around in that was 100 percent uh, real because they had re- when they showed up, they encountered the worst sto- uh, winter storm in 50 years in Norway. <laughs> God bless that man. Wow. Yeah. So you said. He just goes, okay. And so they said, they decided, hey, we're going to shoot the scene. So there's uh, the white when he uh, leaves the cave. Mm -hmm. Um, He's walking around in that heavy snowstorm. They decided we're just going to film that. And so what they did is they set up the camera in the hotel uh, opening, like the hotel opening uh, (laughs) the hallway. And then they just filmed outside the door. (laughs) And they just, and so there's Luke just walking through the front. He's walking around in the front area of the hotel. Poor Mark. That man, oh my God, that man's gone through so much pain to make these movies. Didn't he break his nose or something? Um, Or is that unrelated? But because I remember like episode five, he had a completely different looking nose. No, no, actually, uh, it's not the nose. It's he had scars on his face as I was from a motorcycle accident. Mm. So basically they said, oh, what do you call it? His uh, they wanted to try to explain uh, the scars and uh, a lot of fan theories were like, oh, the scars are from uh, the the cave when he got hit by that giant um, animal. And uh, Lucas actually disproved that. He said, no, it's actually that we call it that the movie in between the movies was three years. So it actually would have they were just like. We don't have to do anything. It literally just could have been him just battling uh, the Empire. So he's like, we don't really care. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was uh, from a car accident, or I believe from that's where he got the scars from. Oh, OK. So okay. It wasn't part of the movie, but they made it part of the movie, I guess. <laughs> um, so now The Shining was filming next door uh, at Elstree Studios. 
So um, Stephen King, he liked to. Uh, so when he was visiting the Shining set uh, with Stanley Kubrick, ironically, uh, he would visit. He heard that Star Wars was filming next door, so he went on over and he got the, uh, he hang out. He hung out sometimes. Hmm. Really? So man, nice. yeah, he was just hanging out. Um, also, uh, ironically, um, a fire broke out on the set uh, of A Force Awakens, and it burned down a set in The Shining. <laughs> I did hear about that. Yeah. So um, to make so they're like, where, so George Lucas was like, I'm sorry. Uh, and he had to give away some of the space to, for them to help finish the movie. So George Lucas actually helped make The Shining. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, yeah, um, there's a picture of uh, Stanley Kubrick standing in front of the bur- of a burnt down set. Um, and he's just like <laughs> laughing. Um, oh I don't know if that is I don't know if that's the same fire because uh, I think there was two of them. Uh, just, the accounts are kind of weird but um i would like to imagine that george lucas burnt down the shining set and then he walked over and started laughing and i would like to believe that that's my head cannon for this that's a great image <laughs> um what do you got uh so here's some more damage to martyr camel i'm so uh, the poor man um so he claims that he had to hit his head on the roof of yoda's hut 16 times before Kirshner said yeah that's good and he was satisfied oh my god he was also bitten by the snake that he pulls out of the his ship when he lands on Dagobah. Really? Uh, I mean, he did it a few times, and he said the snake wasn't poisonous and it was harmless. Uh, but on one of the takes, he did get bit. <laughs> so, Jeez. just just some more damage to Mark Hamill. Poor Mark. Poor man. Poor Mark, you boy. First movie, first movie, he got uh, what do you call it? Popped a blood vessel in his eyeball, and then this one, he's getting bit by snakes and hitting his head. <laughs> now that's commitment, dedication. It is. That is very. That is dedication. Uh, okay, so now Kirshner would often talk to the Yoda puppet and not Frank Oz because uh, Kirshner would be so enthralled by the performance. He was he, the performance by Frank Oz was so believable that he wouldn't talk to Frank Oz. He would talk to the puppet. That's funny. Like a so, um, Street. Oz, yeah, uh, Oz had to like uh, repeatedly remind him to talk to him and not not Yoda. <laughs> um, so the set and also the set was built uh, five feet off the ground so that Frank Oz could crawl under it and use the puppet from underneath. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was very hard. So it was hard for him to hear all the actors and uh, and Kirshner. So he would have to like pop his head out and be like, hey, you got to talk to me. I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Yoda's original now Yoda's original design is um, something to be. Des- uh, I don't know what the hell you want to call this. Uh, basically, it was a br- blue troll that looked uh, that looked like the cross of a Smurf and a garden gnome. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can look. What do you call? You can look up the original concept art. There's like I the different I've variations. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm so glad they eventually evolved into what Yoda is today because the original ones looked really, really bad. Uh, now Boba Fett's name, right, is actually never said throughout the entire movie. Like. He's never, his name is never, yeah, there it is. But yeah, his name is never actually said in the movie. He's only referred to as the Bounty Hunter. Really? Um, yeah, God. he's only ever referred to the Bounty Hunter. So I don't know where his name came from. I think it might have just been in the credits. But yeah, they, they, there is no, his name is never said. Um, and so he's played by actor Jeremy Bullock. Uh, and he bases performance on Cliss Deedwood's character, uh, the no-name uh, no from uh, The F- uh, Fistful of Dollars. I've never seen that. So uh, the sound designer, Ben Burt, added uh, spurs to Boba, uh, Boba walking around in the movie um, to continue the idea of like that cowboy character that he was uh, Jeremy wah, was going after. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a fail <laughs> noise, Lewis. I heard it. Right. So faint. <laughs> in the background. That's probably the most noticeable part. That's as good as that. Going on over there. Sorry, I was trying to do the noise. 
Okay. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the part where uh, Boba Fett walks behind Darth Vader in Cloud City uh, when they ambush everybody. Yeah. So when he shows up, um, you can hear. You can, I think you can hear the spurs most notably. And then also the way he holds his gun is based off Clint Eastwood's character. So the way he is like always ready to shoot and like the way he holds it. Um, it's pretty good. I think that's pretty interesting. I like that. It is a space western, basically. That is true. Space, space western opera, family drama. <laughs> All right. Now this one's the coolest fact. Now I couldn't. Now I. Now I'm not 100 sure on how accurate this one is. Um, it is true. Uh, most of it, but there is a part about gargoyles that I could not find. But um, I would like to believe it's true. So take this one with a grain of salt. This this first part is true though. So originally there was a scene in Darth Vader's home, which consisted of a gothic castle surrounded by lava, which would have been on Mustafar uh, as the former Sith temple that we originally that we later saw in Rogue One. So you actually see the the obsidian castle in Rogue One, huh. where he uh, him and Director Krennic when uh, Director Krennic comes to talk to him about the Death Star. Yes, that building you see on Mustafar is based on the concept that this is talking about. Do do the line, Lewis. Oh fuck! Try not to choke on your aspiration. Direct to Krennic. Yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. It was. <laughs> terrible delivery. Uh, so, the, yeah, so the concept was later used uh, in Rogue One. Um, now, there is a part here. This is the part that I don't know if it's true or not, but I really hope it is. He was supposed to be, ha- he was supposed to have gargoyles on the castle, and they were supposed to be his pets, and they were supposed to be, like, living creatures that he could control. What? No. <laughs> I... I know. I really, I really wish they did something like that. That would have been freaking cool. Um, but I also see why they didn't. <laughs> oh my god! I, I actually fucked up the line. <gasps> he doesn't say Krennic, does he? You no, know, he says, "Be careful not to choke on your aspirations. Not try not to choke on your aspirations." Uh, it's, be careful not to choke on your aspiration, direct. Damn it, Lou! Now I'm we sorry. gotta do a whole episode all over again. Yes, we do. <laughs> From the top, I have to get it right. Welcome to Silver Screen Sips. Today... Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Continue. So, uh, also, just a side note onto the gargoyle, which is funny because, uh, so, you can find something called the Darth Vader Grotesque, which is a gargoyle-like uh, thing, on the Washington National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. Really? <laughs> yes. That's crazy. Uh, basic, basically, uh, it was a kid. He won a contest on... Uh, Basically, they were, I think they were, they were holding a contest on like whose name, uh, who, who, uh, whose drawing would get up on the thing. And he went third place. So he got Darth Vader's head from his drawing on of that day. That's amazing. I love that. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So the gargoyle thing is now somewhat true because Darth Vader's head exists on a cathedral. <laughs> All right. Our final, fi- our final fact for today. And it's a doozy. It's a, it's a doozy. All right. It's a so doozy. Carrie Fish. <laughs> So Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford mm-hmm. were very drunk during the entrance to the Cloud City uh, when they were when they landed at the Millennium Falcon and they meet uh, Lando. They were very drunk filming that. That's great. Uh, yeah, brother. The reason they were drunk is because the night before they were partying at uh, er- uh, comedians uh, Eric Idle. He was uh, one of the Pythons from Monty Python. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Her- Carrie Fisher was staying at his house while uh, they were filming in London and. The night before, they were just partying hard with the Rolling Stones. <laughs> wow. Oh, hell yeah, brother. Wow. So, so, so Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford were partying with uh, uh, at Eric Kyle's house. I'm sure he was there, too. Some of the Pythons, I believe, were there, too. And with the Rolling Stones, they were just hang- they were having fun uh, because they were in town filming Life of Brian at the same time. What? I don't even, I don't even know how I would have got up the next morning. 
Especially after they were offered, they, um, this is the drink, and you're going to get a kick at this one, Lou. Uh, they were offered Tunisian death drinks. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it consists of. Um, all I know is that they were plastered. <laughs> can, can you translate this for us, Louis? Yeah, if you give me just a minute. Um, on a similar uh, idea. Oh, actually, here's, I went to look Tunisian death drink, and it says drunk or high on Cloud City, hot and Leia. Um, so on a similar vein of a uh, crazy cocktail, there is a Habu Viper shot in Japan. I found out about this the other day because I had a friend, or not a friend, my supervisor at my internship uh, used to be in the Navy. And when he was stationed in uh, Japan, uh, one of the shots they have is called, I, I think it's called the Habu a habu shot, habu sake shot, or something like that. So it's sake with fresh viper venom at the bottom. Like legitimate? Yes, le- legitimate. Is that even a, like legal? Is that is that safe? Probably not. I feel like that would kill you. You can eat a puffer fish if it's prepared correctly. So yeah, but this <laughs> is like I, I'm assuming that's just pure venom. Venom. <laughs> they just take. I just I picture they take the snake. And they just wring it out. <laughs> the cruelly produced snake wine. Oh, okay. I got you. I'll explain this one in a minute. Um, I found the Tunisian death drink, also known as the Tunisian table cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> the the habusaki, on the other hand, um, it's also known as Okinawan snake wine. Um, they actually take a the the habu snake and like pickle it in the bottle. Um, it's a pit viper. So you have the habu snake into a bottle full of alcohol. There are two main production methods, both extremely cruel. Is this like that whiskey that has like the spider at the bottom of it? Sort of. I mean, so in this in this case, you either produce this by submerging snake in the bottle of alcohol, which drowns it, um, and then distillation process occurs. The second option is you knock it out by putting it on ice, cut it open. And then put it in the bottle of alcohol. What? That's so crazy. I want to try Japan, it. Japan, damn, you got to calm down. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, I've, I've since learned. I was very excited from what my friend said. And now that I've read more about it, um, there is actually no snake venom in the drink. So that's boring. Uh, just a snake. <laughs> it's just a snake carcass. <laughs> just a, it's just a snake in the fucking bottle. Oh, well. Second part of this fact is there, there's a second part. Um, we got tight, so tight, side tangent. Anyway, uh, so this incident was more likely part of Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher's affair. Oh, yeah. So um, she was 19 and he was 33. Kind of weird. Um, uh, and so the the yeah that happened. Um, they had a really short lived hot affair apparently, according to what the art- news article said. Um, well, actually, according to Carrie Fisher, uh, because the affair was actually kept secret for 40 years until it was published in her diary. Uh, well, it was published in her book, which she took pages from her diary, um, which was published in 2016. Harrison Ford apparently was very... Uh, he got sidelined by it because he was not expecting her to this suddenly out the affair. <laughs> oh, jeez. But yeah, oh, boy. They, had, they had an affair. That was kind of weird. Um, that happened. Um, and this incident was more likely part of it uh the whole partying with the rolling stones so um yeah and those are all my facts for today yay thank you thank you thank you good job i liked those my favorite one is especially yoda the vampire slayer i almost said the buffy slayer yoda the buffy slayer (laughs) okay what's next what's going on oh well now we have to talk about the episode 
Woo! Episode five. Let's hear it. All right. Um, genuinely, you know, like I've I've been sh- I've been saying for shit posts that uh, Phantom Menace was the greatest film of ever. Um, <laughs> I I agree wholeheartedly with how that description I had in the beginning. Um, is I think that Empire Strikes Back is the greatest sequel film ever created. Um, probably the what if not the best one in the entire franchise, but um, I give it a five out of five. I love this film. Um, the overall idea of Hot. Is that a five for episode five? Yes. <laughs> wow. I think, honestly, even just the, the Hoth scene was what drew me in to the, the... I mean, there's a lot of things I loved in the film, but like the Hoth scene itself was pretty great. Um, Anyway, that's that's my review for the morning. Short and sweet. I like it. Isaiah, what's your rating? My rating is a five out of five because, damn, it's a good freaking movie. <laughs> wow. Thank five you. Yeah. Thank you, Kirshner, for reining in George Lucas and uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Um, letting it focusing on the characters and stuff like that, because I feel like that's what really made this movie is that it was a different focus. And it worked. So. It's a really good freaking movie. <laughs> um, yeah, what do you call it? it's a five out of five. I don't know. There's not much to say about it. It's freaking great. <laughs> um, okay, so my rating is probably a four and a half out of five. What? I know. I know. I have a reason. What is your reason? So <laughs> you're going to hate me. Oh, no. I really like six a lot. What? <laughs> Yes. Yes, I know. For the wrong reasons, pro- probably, but we'll get to that in the next episode. I'll explain why in the next episode. But for right now, episode five is great. It's definitely up there, but it's not my favorite. We didn't hear a single reason there. Yeah, I just heard you ex- reiterate your fact of it being a four out of five. <laughs> I mean, a four point five. Yeah, five. I said I'll explain in the next episode. Why? Why? This is Empire Empire Strikes Back. Explain to me why Empire Strikes Back is a 4.5 out of 5. I need an explanation. Because I think Episode 6 is a 5 out of 5. I don't know what else. I really don't have a reasoning other than... You just like 6. I like 6 more. Yeah, if I had... If I'm comparing here. I'm not saying... Okay, so if I'm saying standalone, okay, it's 5 out of 5. But I'm, I'm comparing it to, to other Star Wars movies in my head. And I think it's yeah. not a 5 out of 5 for Star Wars. I think it's a 4.5. 4.75. 4. We're not going with decimals. It's 4.5. It's <laughs> four and, a, four and four three and quarters. Half. Okay, but we're going to wrap up today's episode now. Yeah. Yes. I w- can't wait till next episode. I got to hear why somehow <laughs> uh, Return of the Jedi is better. I really do. Oh, I can explain. I can explain. Come back next time and hear this explanation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode with our tired ass selves. Um. Feel free to leave a comment below if you're watching us on YouTube with any questions you'd like us to answer. If we are now on Spotify, so please go listen to us over there if you have Spotify. Um, also, give us a greatest five stars. What Isaiah <laughs> said. Um, you can also email us at silverscreensips at gmail.com and you'll be featured in the next episode. If you ask us a question, um, we'll answer it. We also post every Monday morning on YouTube, Spotify, and soon to be iTunes. Uh, we will keep you guys posted on that. Also, we're trying to get to 100 followers so Lewis can get his tattoo. Remember, that's all I want for my birthday. So please do that. 
<laughs> um, also follow us on Instagram at Silver Screen Sips. Uh, we post updates on the latest episodes. Um, so for the big news, we have a listeners episode coming up, which is all about you guys. So if you email us at silverscreensips at gmail.com with movie suggestions, we will pick three to talk about in our listeners episode and discuss them. Um, again, you have to email us at silverscreensips at gmail.com. Um, if you DM us on Instagram or comment on the YouTube channel, we probably won't see it. So just it's easier to keep it all on one platform. And yeah, that's everything. So on that. Join our Discord. <laughs> oh yeah, join our Discord as well. We have a Discord channel if you guys want. You can talk with us. We can discuss stupidity. Exactly. Uh, we, have, we have channels for memes and stuff. <laughs> yes, we post our memes. We post our episodes. And you can talk with one another or talk with us. Whatever you guys want to do. And on that note, we will see you guys next week with episode six, the end Woo! of the trilogy. Bye. I'm putting the window XP shutdown noise. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>